Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 81 of Go Tells the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, coming at you with the very, 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 very first episode of 2019. That's right after a short holiday break. We are back. We are back and better than ever for the new year. Temper your expectations. To an extent, uh, as I mentioned in that toward the end of 2018, new stuff coming your way this year. New podcast stuff, new channel stuff, new overall go tell to the wall stuff. So look forward to that over the next couple weeks. All right, let's get into it. Like I said, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, that's the only time I'm going to say that for the entirety of this episode. You're probably already tired of hearing Happy New Year. It's January 3rd. You've just heard it from everyone and everywhere, including your mailman, mail carrier, mail person. You know, that, that was all one thing uh, and really just people walking their dogs by. I, it's like I've been I don't mean it's a bad thing. It's very friendly, but it's like, all right, let's just say hi. Like after the second or third, let's just say hi. We don't need to say Happy New Year every five minutes. Uh, and of course, kicking off the new year with our social plugs. This is actually why we got started a little late tonight. For those of you on the live feed, speaking of social plugs, I'll get into a little bit more of that a little bit later uh, because, of course, I end up in a Twitter feud on a Thursday, well, on a Wednesday and a Thursday, which delayed me getting into the studio, Twitter feud being a somewhat relative turn, term. Uh, but, of course, if you want to be in on those Twitter feuds, you can follow us on social platforms, one of those being Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast Twitter account, and that would be at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod would be our official Twitter account. You can also follow my personal Twitter account, which is at MagicMuppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Follow that one as well. That's actually where the Twitter feud happened to be occurring today. Uh, and, of course, we are still on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Find our page over there. Like it. Keep up to date on everything. Do the things, you know, tell, tell us how bad it is. Whatever you see fit to do on that page is, is really your prerogative. That's right. Uh, and if it's too ridiculous, then you'll just be kicked out of there. I got actually have a couple of admins that work on that. I barely pay attention to the Facebook page. Uh, and, of course, we are on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe to our fade, to subscribe to our channel. Uh, like the videos. Watch the videos. That's where you're going to uh, you're going to to find uh, all of our, our beer reviews and all of that good stuff as well. So head on over to YouTube. Uh, and and that's where you're gonna where you're gonna find most the majority of the videos and of course uh, Sean O'Rourke Live .com is going to take you to all of those things I just mentioned uh, as well as uh, our Patreon page which if you see fit to to uh, if you see fit to support us financially you can do so through the Patreon page all right I'm having a little bit of I'm having some technical issues here uh, with the live stream so bear with me for just a moment. Uh, and of course, like I said, SeanOrourkeLive.com is going to be kind of your one-stop shop for everything, uh, and 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 that's 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 just bookmark it, check back often, uh, and and that's going to be your best way to go. Um, all right, let's get into it with uh, some social social plugs. Um, sorry, again, I'm having uh, 
having a little issues here. There we go. Okay, we're having a little issues with the live feed, but it's okay. It's taken care of. All right, uh, getting into some. Uh, oh my gosh! See, now I'm, I'm all flustered now because we're having some technical issues with the uh, with the feed here, but it's okay. Uh, gosh, where am I? I'm completely lost my place. We are off the tracks in 2019. I'm completely off the rails. Uh, for anyone on the live feed, please keep in mind that you're not just talking to me personally. Uh, you're actually on a live feed that's going to be placed everywhere. This gets placed everywhere. You're not just talking to me personally. Uh, I do my best to keep up with those comments, but please, 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 please keep that in mind. You're not just you're not just messaging me personally. That this goes out to everybody. It goes. It gets parsed out everywhere. So please, please, please keep that in mind. Uh, all right, beer this week. Now that we're completely off the rails, four minutes into 2019. That's great. <laughs> beer this week is a lovely little brew from Sierra Nevada. That's right, from Sierra Nevada. This is actually an interesting one. It's called BFD. It's Sierra Nevada BFD, and that stands for Beer for Drinking. And their slogan on this one is Casually Crushable. This one's interesting. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what this beer is technically. It, it would be close to a hoppy, hoppy lager that you're seeing come out of a lot of microbrews these days. Uh, and, of course, I'm really excited about this. I was extra excited because I went and grabbed, I don't know if you can tell on the live feed, I went and grabbed a stovepipe can. I've talked about these previously on the podcast. I'm a big fan of the stovepipe cans because they're they're just, just it's just over a pint. It's one pint, three ounces. Uh, it's really perfect, perfect size for just enjoying, you know, especially if you're hanging out outside on a, on a given day. Uh, this would be the way to go. And, of course, they, you can get stovepipe cans in a lot of, especially craft breweries are using a lot of them now. Uh, but the beer for drinking is definitely a lighter but still hoppy beer. You can drink a little more of it. It's sitting at 4.8%, so it's not as as crazy as some of those those other pale ales and IPAs that are out there. Uh, check them out. Uh, as you know, we are big fans of Sierra Nevada here at Go Tells the Wall Podcast, not only because they make great beers. Uh, hi, Uncle Guy. Uh, not only because they make great beers, uh, but because they of what they've done to to help fire relief up there uh, in Northern California. Actually, still trying to get a uh, trying to get my hands on cans of the the Resilience IPA that Sierra Nevada has brewed. It has not popped up down here in Los Angeles. It's been in a couple breweries around town, but I've been trying to get it in cans so that we can bring it into the studio, have it on the podcast, do a full beer review, go tell it to the brewery beer review, and all that good stuff. Uh, so as soon as I can get my hands on that, we will have that. But in the meantime, find yourself some Sierra Nevada BFD, especially in the stovepipe can. It's perfect, casually crushable, as they would say. And like I said, we love Sierra Nevada. Mm. It's tasty. I've actually been drinking this for a little while and realized that we haven't had it on the podcast yet. Um, whenever I find the, the BFD, I pick some up. Because it's tasty, but not crazy. Some of these IPAs I pick up now, I, like, I have to double check. In fact, my wife brought home, it wasn't an IPA, but she brought home something like a week or two ago. I, I feel like it was holiday-themed, and, and it was just like one of the bomber bottles. And she's like, look, and it was something she would like, too. Look, we should try this. And I was like, okay. And I look at it, and it's like... 11% alcohol by volume. I was like, okay, but I need to just, just prepare yourself. You can't drink a lot of this because it's it's very high alcohol content. Uh, so that's something you got to keep in mind when you're looking at a lot of these IPAs, double IPAs, and all that good stuff. Because they tend to get a little high in their alcohol content. I've actually got a bomber bottle sitting and I'm cellar storing it right now that's at like 13 or 15%. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's like one of those and you're a little buzzed when you really, when you do the math on it, like the amount of alcohol that's actually in that beer uh, is probably, probably a little bit too much unless you're just going to have like, you know, an eight ounce pour or something. 
Uh, one more quick announcement, housekeeping wise. We are going to be, we are not going to be on air next week. We are not going to do a full episode. We are not going to have a live broadcast. I have a scheduling conflict. It's a little crazy. I know. I trust me. I was kind of like, uh, that's so second show of the year. I gotta, I gotta, you know push back an, an extra week uh, but unfortunately that's what we're gonna have to do so just keep that in mind uh, if you if you're looking for the for a podcast episode next week episode 82 it's not gonna get posted it's going to go up the following week uh, and we'll still have a full live broadcast and all that good stuff so keep that in mind as well if you're looking for your newest episode of go tells the wall podcast uh, and of course there's gonna be some interstitial stuff happening like I mentioned at the top of the show, new stuff coming, so so look forward to that. Even though we won't have like a full official episode that goes up, some those are that that's the one where like I need the timing and the studio time and like everything has to. And if it doesn't line up perfectly on a Thursday, then uh, well, not even perfectly. But if we have a schedule conflict for a Thursday, I tend to we tend to just kind of push those a week, and that's okay. Episode eighty two will still happen. Just just look for it the following week. All right, let's get into some social trends right now. Social trends. Now this one. It's not funny. Usually I like to find the funny hashtags and everything. It's not not funny. Does that make sense? Not not funny? Yeah. Uh, so one of the hashtags that's trending on Twitter and other social platforms right now is hashtag 116th Congress. That's right. Are you excited about this? Because I am. And if you're not excited about it, you should be. And if you're the opposite of excited about it, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Hashtag 116th Congress. That's right. The new Congress members were sworn in today. Sworn in today. That's going to include Alexandria Ocasio. Uh, Alex. Ah, uh, Ocasio Cortez. I was. I stumble over her name. Like I know her name, but I stumble over it. I don't know why. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, among other groundbreaking uh, Congress members that have been sworn in today, including the the first openly bisexual uh, member of Congress that was sworn in today. So I encourage you go check this one out. Search it. Just look at the hashtag on Twitter, whatever social platform you follow, and you're going to see a lot of positivity uh, from those those newly newly sworn in Congress members, uh, as well as a lot of other people that are very 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 excited about this. As am I. Uh, and for those of you that have listened to the podcast from the very beginning, so we're talking uh, almost oh my gosh, well over two years ago, uh, you know that this podcast originated with with no political aspect to it. Uh, and then, of course, a couple months after the podcast was launched, a certain orange son of a bitch was elected to office. And because of that, we still don't get political, uh, but we do use common sense. And common sense says that we need to speak out against the orange menace. So I'm not going to get super political with this, but I will tell you I'm very excited about the diversity that has gone into Congress now. And I'm very excited about hopefully some change that we're going to see uh, coming down the line now. In fact, uh, I, I had seen a breaking news as, a, as I was sitting in the studio prepping some stuff. And that said, Congress uh, has basically shot down uh, the Orange Menace's border wall completely, and they have already approved uh, a measure to to reopen the government, the federal government. So, I mean, they, sworn in today, they're already making moves. It's fantastic, and and I'm so excited to 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 follow this, and and hopefully, I mean. The ultimate dream for me and and possibly many of you out there is impeachment. I'm not holding my breath on that one, but now we know that the orange son of a bitch is going to be kept in check, uh, and hopefully more and more good things are coming. So look forward to that. Uh, another hashtag that is trending right now, hashtag first line of Trump's biography. That's right, hashtag first line of Trump's biography. Uh, this one, just get some laughs out of this one. This is obviously people having some fun, but I do want to share this one from you, uh, f this one with you from Helen. Uh, Helen Mary me, at Helen Mary me on Twitter. Uh, hashtag first line of Trump's biography. 
Nobody had a better birth than me. I mean, it was tremendous. Just ask my mother. She was there, I think. Again, hashtag first line of Trump's biography. Uh, that one had me laughing out loud, literally. Check that one out. Get some laughs because uh, it, it's, I don't want to call it gold, but it's pretty good stuff out there. Some people have been creative with it, and, and you can have some fun with it. Uh, this one is not fun. It's not funny. There's actually nothing good about this whatsoever. There's nothing good about this. Uh, and, and especially if you have children out there uh, of the age that they can get on social media or YouTube and all these other things, be aware of this one. This is one to very much be aware of, and that's hashtag bird box challenge. I don't want to get too, too into this, but I'll give you a little background. There is a, a Netflix original film starring Sandra Bullock that's that's clear, obviously on Netflix right now. And in it, they, they, I don't, I'm not even, like I said, I'm not going to get in the whole premise of it. I'm not interested in the film, so I didn't look at it that much. Uh, but they have to say blindfolded. This is kind of like, and I, I will give some props to Mark Hoppus, uh, who had a good joke about this because we had the, 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 uh, oh my gosh, the film with, uh, Emily Blunt and, and her husband, uh, John Krasinski, where it was like, it was all about being quiet. Now we got a film about being blind. Uh, and Mark Hoppus did point out that the next one will be a, a film about not farting. Uh, and silent actually is deadly this time around. Uh, it's rare that I give him props on that because he, he like he Mark Hoppus on Twitter. If you don't follow him, uh, the way he tweets is kind of like fishing with a hand grenade. You know, it's just like throw just throws a bunch of stuff out there and like, well, I'm going to catch something with one of these. <laughs> like, all right, Mark, calm down. Like, you're a musician. Just go play music. Like, we we don't need more people trying to be George Takei on, on social platforms and stuff. Who does George Takei doesn't even write his own stuff, by the way, if you weren't aware of that. Now that we've gotten properly tangented, the hashtag bird box challenge. This is people blindfolding themselves for a period of time. Uh, some of them an entire day. Some of them an entire day. In fact, there is a YouTube. I'm, I, there's a YouTube person. I'm done with the whole YouTube star thing. Like I'm done. You're not a YouTube star. You're you're on YouTube. There's a person on YouTube uh, named Morgan Adams, and I'm sure she is a young twenty-something who who doesn't know any better and doesn't realize that she could possibly be influencing younger children uh, to do ridiculous things. And, and she kicked off this challenge. She kicked off this challenge on YouTube where she's blindfolded walking around places uh, and clearly running into things. And I will tell you right now, if you uh, search hashtag bird box challenge on Twitter, uh, there is a guy who I would assume is a father. I'm hoping he's a father. If not, it's even worse. Uh, but he's got two children blindfolded. He's also blindfolded. They're running around like idiots. And his his very the very, very, very young child who looks to be about eh, 18 months, not even two, uh, two at the most. Uh, is holding the, the man's hand and gets run straight into a wall because they're all blindfolded and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Now, of course, this is very mild in comparison to certain things that can happen. If you're blindfolded running around public places, think about how ridiculous that is. Uh, and I will tell you, I will tell you, and I can't find the exact tweet now, uh, but there was somebody who had tweeted uh, that they actually have vision problems and it's super insensitive, super insensitive uh, to, to people who, who are actually blind or have vision problems that you're running around thinking it's funny to be blind. So keep that in mind as well. Not only is it a safety issue, uh, but you like, really, this is, this is the world we live in. Like people think this is a good idea. I, I can't get over myself. Like, I can't get over how people are just like, yeah, let's blindfold ourselves and run around a public area. How does that seem like a good idea? How? Come on. 
It's astounding. Make sure your children aren't doing the hashtag bird box challenge. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm not condoning violence in any way, shape or form. I'm pretty sure if you see someone in your neighborhood doing this stupid bird box challenge or whatever, you're allowed to just trip them. Teach them a lesson. I'm not condoning violence. Go tell us the wall podcast in no way, shape or form condones violence. Uh, but I'm just saying if they're blindfolded and they want to run into things, help them run into something and end that madness quicker than them running like running down the road, getting hit by whatever it is. Just trip them. End it. End it. <laughs> you know, do that. Uh, anyway, we got a couple more of these. These are a little, these are funny. Uh, positive and funny. Another one that I was enjoying this week was hashtag I would like to give a shout out. Hashtag I would like to give a shout out. Uh, I'm not going to read through any of these specifically, but if, if you haven't figured it out, this is these are people going on there and giving a shout out mostly in positive ways uh, to people that have helped them, to people who have had an influence on their life, uh, among many other things. So if you have someone in your life that you would like to to share, to shout out, to give them some props, as the kids say these days, uh, use that hashtag. Hashtag I would like to give a shout out. That's right. That's the way to go. I hashtag I would like to give a shout out to Chris and Bridget Hassong for all of the hard work that they do on this podcast as well as, uh, as not only behind the scenes on the podcast but also during the actual podcast. Chris Hassong has actually just joined the podcast. Uh, you missed ridiculousness at the beginning. I got tangented. I totally lost my place, Chris. It was We were all over the place. I don't know what was happening but somehow I managed to steer the train back on the rails and, and here we are. Uh, all right, one more of these I want to share with you. This one is funny, but it's also like there, there's some realness to this. There's definitely some realness to this. Uh, hashtag personal space in five words. Hashtag personal space in five words. Now, I'm bringing this up because it's funny. <laughs> and there's a, there's a few of them. People like someone uh, posted a meme, uh, drama shield, activate. And, it's, uh, out of my, and it was hashtag personal space in five words. Out of my no drama zone. Um, yeah, turn into the skid, uh, out of my no drama zone. And this one I think can be funny and I think you can have fun with it, but I also think it's important to keep in mind. And in fact, someone posted a funny little chart that was like, and, and they said they're actual diagrams y'all. Uh, and it's like kind of the, the, what the personal space should be. Now, obviously this isn't scientific or official or anything like that, but what the personal space should be, uh, you know, based on like. Your partners, your core family, your friends and extended family, and your acquaintances, colleagues, and passerby strangers. And I bring this up especially not only because you, you could get some amusement out of this, but especially because that's something to keep in mind. Now, I'm a burner. I, I, I have a lot of burners as friends. Uh, very huggy. Very, a lot of hugging going on. And, and for the most part, I'm a hugger too with my friends. I'm very much a hugger. Friends, family, whatever it is, I'm a hugger. However, I'm not into like a lot of people are very like touchy, you know, they just, just like, ah, you know, and all this. And like, I mean, with my, my wife is one thing, you know, and my, my daughter, I'm often holding my daughter, hugging, but that's very different, but it's just like the, we're just hanging out. We're just like, you know, and it happens a lot. And keep in mind, not everyone is extremely comfortable with that. I have friends that aren't really that comfortable with even hugging, but just keep that in mind. You know, don't walk around going, ah, I gotta, you know, I gotta give everyone their space. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Just keep in mind that some people, don't like to have people right up in their business. Some people get a little claustrophobic, like myself. So keep that in mind whenever you are dealing with people, that personal space is a thing. Uh, but also, check out that hashtag, personal space in five words, because there are some there's some funny ones on there as well. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the comedy of it, but also the common sense-ness. Common sense-ness of it? That's a new, there's a new go-tell-to-the-wall word, common sense-ness. 
Uh, make sure you write that down, Bridget or Chris, whoever whoever's on right now. <laughs> Common senseness. All right, let's get into some TV, film, and books. Oh, TV, film, and books. Let me get a sip of my BFD here. It's very drinkable. It is beer for drinking, for sure. Uh, we got some news from Netflix. Netflix. And everyone was up in arms about this recently. Uh, this week, actually, when this happened. Uh, and I was somewhat up in arms myself. I was like, really? Come on. Hashtag common senseness. Yes. That's the new hashtag we're using. Uh, and I was kind of up in arms about it, too. But then I realized, kind of the background, and you, sh and you should still be up in arms. It's just, this is one of those instances where we all need to to learn where to put our energy. You know, where, like, who who is to blame here? Who is doing wrong here? Uh, and this is one of those instances where the blame is being misplaced. So Netflix has a, a show called Patriot Act uh, with Hassan Minaj. I, I, God, again, I'm terrible with the names, and it's no disrespect. Uh, he's a he's a comedian, and he hosts this show, which is actually a fantastic show. I've watched a few episodes of it, including the episode that I'm going to talk a little bit about. Uh, and he's just fantastic. Hassan is is absolutely on point. Uh, he's a fantastic host and comedian. I'm sure he has. And it's funny because I was watching it with my wife, and I was like, he's either fan he's either a fantastic writer or he has fantastic writers or both. Uh, and sure enough, as we were watching the show, it was like written and performed by his. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's like this is ridiculous talent. You know, you see, you see a lot of comedians out there like Trevor Noah and stuff who obviously writes some of his own stuff, but has a team of writers sitting there. And I'm sure Hassan has some writers, but really, you just you got to it's, it's mad respect when you see this guy performing so well, getting important points across and also being funny, which is what happens with the Patriot Act. Well, uh, the Patriot Act actually had an episode uh, where Hassan talked about the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, as well as talked about the, the Saudi crown prince and his reputation and, and a little bit about his business dealings here in the United States. Well, of course, what happened was the Saudi Arabia government complained about it and, in fact, sent a letter to Netflix stating that they couldn't have this episode playing in Saudi Arabia. And it's actually a legal issue. So when I say rage has been misdirected is a lot of people were getting on Netflix and saying, how can you do this? How, you're bending a knee to Saudi Arabia and all this. Other. Bottom line is it's a legal issue in Saudi Arabia. So they pulled the episode in Saudi Arabia, not all around the world in Saudi Arabia because they were dealing with legal issues. So when I say again, misplaced anger is, should we be angry about this? Yes. Should we be angry at Netflix? Not really. Should we be angry at Saudi Arabia? Absolutely. Should we really be angry at all the people in this country that have business relationships with Saudi Arabia, a country that murders American journalists? That's where your rage should be placed. That's the stuff we have to look at. And in fact, that's what Hassan had talked about in that episode was the business dealings with Saudi Arabia, including, here's, here's an interesting tidbit for you. Do you know that uh, Silicon Valley Many, many, many Silicon Valley companies have a relationship uh, with Saudi Arabia. They get investors through Saudi Arabia. That's where your anger should be placed. The people that are still continuing to do business with, with essentially murderous governments here. Not even governments, a murderous royal person. I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not, not going to sit here and get into Saudi Arabia and everything else, but all that stuff should be questioned. That's where the issue is. Netflix doing something because they legally had to in a country where it's technically a law is not where we need to place our anger on this issue. And most importantly, head on over to Netflix, check out uh, Patriot Hack, 
Patriot Act, hosted by Hassan Minaj. It's a fantastic show. I think he's super talented. Great information coming out of there. Can't, I can't say enough good things. I really can't. Can't say enough good things about that show. And I've, I've only watched like three or four episodes. There, I have more episodes to watch. It's fantastic. Ugh. All right, let's move on to some uh, some not-so-ridiculous news. Well, ridiculous news, but happier ridiculous news, I guess you could say. We got some news on January 1st. January 1st, I actually saw this from the man himself because he had tweeted it. We've gotten word via a tweet from the man himself that Jay and Silent the Jay and Silent Bob reboot is officially in pre-production. That's right. It's officially in pre-production. Uh now myself and 5 to 10 of the 12 to 15,000 listeners we have are the only ones excited about it, but it's okay cuz I don't care. I want to talk about it's my show, talking to a wall, and I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Super excited about it. Uh, he actually tweeted that they were working on January 1st, and it's funny. I happened to be flipping through Twitter, and I was like, "What? What? Oh, there's Kevin Smith!" And it was actually a photo of him and Jason Mewes' wife, uh, who actually works for works on is working on the production. I don't know her exact role, uh, and Jason Mewes was taking the photo itself. So we're gonna be looking at Jay and Silent Bob reboot uh, over the next. Probably next two years it should be coming out. They are only in pre-production, uh, but it's it's coming. I'm excited, and uh, you know it's going to be super cheesy, but I but I I don't care. I don't care. Smith fans should be excited. I'm super excited. Viewers Universe fans should be excited. That's like even less than the five to ten people that are like Viewers Universe. What is what is that? Look it up. Become a Kevin Smith fan. Go watch the Jersey Trilogy. Deep cut. That's a that's a deep cut. Like people are like Jersey Trilogy. What is that? Yeah, Kevin Smith even made it his own box set because they couldn't make a box set of the Jersey Trilogy because it was three different studios. I know I'm a bit of a Kevin Smith fan. If you listen to podcasts, you know that's why I went to film school. I want to be like Kevin Smith, and by the transitive property, want to be like Richard Linklater. I was having this conversation with someone recently. I was having this conversation with someone recently, and uh, I was like, yeah, Richard Linklater. That's, that's, like, that is the inspiration for Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith will tell you any day that the inspiration for, for his career is the movie Slacker uh, by Richard Linklater. So, so really, it's Richard Linklater, Kevin Smith, some others, and myself, who's not doing any filmmaking. But I guess I make a podcast like he does. He's one of the original popular podcasters. So that, that, I don't know that's a thing. Now I'm just rambling. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, this one, I don't, I don't know, Chris, you might be excited about this. I, I, I know a lot of people are, and I, I'm kind of excited about it, but I'm just, I'm not the big fan that, you know, a, a lot of people are. Uh, in fact, I'm, I still haven't watched uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's finally on Netflix. I've been trying to watch it since Christmas Day. It came out Christmas Day. Uh, so, so I, this is exciting. I'm excited about certain aspects of this, but I, I'm not real familiar with the characters and everything else. Uh, so we did get an official go uh, from CW. On the Batwoman pilot. That's right, the Batwoman pilot. This isn't just a Batwoman sh- I mean, it is a Batwoman show. This isn't just a Batwoman show. I teased this a little bit months and months and months ago when this news first came down. Uh, this is a Batwoman show that is going to be starring Ruby Rose. Starring Ruby Rose. If you're not familiar with Ruby Rose, she uh, played a character on uh, Orange is the New Black. She's also a famous androgynous uh, model, which is that those are models that. Most of the time I've seen, they tend to be female, but they they have a like they can have a more masculine look, and they have this kind of androgynous look. Um, I wouldn't say Ruby Rose has a masculine look. Yeah, see, Chris is excited about Batwoman. Uh, I mean, she's she's absolutely gorgeous, uh, but 
with this Batwoman show, Batwoman is actually going to be uh, a lesbian. The Batwoman character is going to be a lesbian, and she is, like I said, played by Ruby Rose, who is also an openly gay actress. So uh, I'll probably watch it to check it out. Like, I don't watch a ton of comic book shows. I, it's it's funny. I watch the weird ones. <laughs> it's That's what's funny is I watch the weird comic book shows. Everyone's watching like that. Everyone's watching that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and uh, whatever, that Agent Carter and like the cool stuff, you know, and I'm like, I'm watching I'm watching Legends of Tomorrow. Like, seriously. And here's 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 Chris giving me a here's Chris about to give me a hard time. Uh yeah, I have gotten through all of the Marvel's Runaways episodes that were released like a week ago. I yeah, I just I watched the like the terrible stuff. I'll I'll tell you it's terrible. Whenever I whenever I run like talk to a friend and I'm like, Yeah, I watch it and they're like, I watch that too. It's like, yeah, it's kinda bad. Oh yeah, it's bad, but you just watch it. So I tend to watch those weird shows. I'll check out some of those Batwoman. Excited to see Ruby Rose. Excited to see the diversity. Chris is very excited to see the new Batwoman show. He's also telling me I need to watch Infinity War. I will get to it. It's very difficult. As you know, you have two kids. It's like... (laughs) And and the other thing with Infinity War is my wife is not really interested in watching it. So, like, I I can't be like, honey, let's watch this. No. I'm like, honey, fall asleep on the couch so I can watch Infinity War or something. Uh, All right. A little more news. TV, film, and books news. We are, we, we, as in me, like I'm part of it, no, uh, they are still looking for a host for the Oscars. The Academy of Film and Television Arts, whatever they're officially called, Chris is going to give me the exact rundown here because he is very, very connected in the industry, but the Academy uh, is still looking for a host for the 2019 Oscars. If you're not familiar with the story, Kevin Hart was signed on to be the host and then had to step down. It was a whole thing. I'm not getting into all that ridiculousness, but they are still looking for a host and they're having trouble finding a host. In fact, this is only the third time that they have gone into the actual calendar year uh, of the Oscars ceremony without having a host. If if you're familiar with the Oscars, they happen in February. I I don't have an exact date for you off here. It's usually uh, offhand. It's usually early, mid-February, but they're still looking for a host. Uh, My vote right now would be Gritty. I think Gritty should absolutely host the 2019 Oscars. I think it would be fantastic. I don't care that he doesn't really speak. They'll figure it out. Uh, So my nomination is Gritty. Uh, In the end, like for me... I bring it up because it's important in the industry. I don't care about the Oscars. I haven't cared about the Oscars in years. I, I just I don't. They're ter- It's a it's a terrible thing to watch. It, it's really horrible to watch. Uh, and and it's like every they. Here here's the things about the Oscars. We talked about it last year. Uh, Kobe Bryant has an Oscar. So in the middle of the Me Too movement, I'm not going to rehash everything that I went into ridiculously ranting about uh, a year ago. You know, a little less than a year ago. Uh, but Kobe Bryant has an Oscar, despite the fact that he's a rapist. He has an Oscar. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. You know who else has an Oscar? 3-6 Mafia, the hip-hop group. Nothing against 3-6 Mafia. Nothing against them. I'm sure they're fantastic musicians. But should they have an Oscar? No. You know who else has an Oscar? Is Eminem. Eminem has an Oscar for original song. Thank you, Chris. They're actually late February. The Oscars are February 24th this year. Are they usually? I, I feel like they're earlier, but maybe I'm wrong because, like I said, I, I tend to not watch the Oscars. I always find myself at an Oscar party and I half-watch is what happened last year and I... Like, my wife sent me outside. She's like, go outside when when I knew Kobe Bryant was about to win. Uh, but as I was saying, Eminem, and, you know, great song and everything else. But the thing is, he won for original song for a movie that was absolutely horrid. It was an hour and a half long music video that really just belonged on MTV. Uh, but so when you consider these things, I, like, I don't care about the Oscars. I, I don't. It, it, it's, you know, and 
that's cool if you're a movie star and you want to go do this party. That's that's fine. That's for you. It's not for me. It's not for me. Just simply isn't. Uh, I got one piece of music news for you here. Interrupters fans. Interrupters. I know y'all been checking out the Interrupters because uh, I've been talking about them for months. The Interrupters. They're on tour right now. And they have actually announced that they are going to be participating in Coachella. That's right. They will be a part of the 2019 Coachella lineup. Interrupters are definitely one of my favorite bands around right now. I'm still not going to Coachella. I'm not going. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. I'll watch the live stream or something. Now, if like Rancid, Less Than Jake, Blink-182, Unwritten Law, and like two other bands that I love, then maybe I'll think about it. As much as I love the Interrupters, I'm not going to Coachella. I dealt with, I had to deal with that traffic last year. I was driving to Arizona for my buddy's wedding. And it, Art, shout out to Art. Art out there in Arizona. Uh, heading to my buddy's wedding in Arizona and had to drive through the Coachella Valley area. Oh, man. Oh, man. I went once. That was good enough for me. I, I was there like eight, nine years ago, and that was good enough for me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I did it. It's cool. I'm good. No, thanks. I feel like I say this a lot, but nothing against you if you want to go to Coachella. It's not my scene. It's just not my scene. Uh, take me to Warp Tour. Take me take me to a good punk festival, and, and I'm going to enjoy myself a lot more, uh, despite the fact that there's great music at uh, at Coachella as well. I'm, I'm out of order here and stuff. Jeez, everything's just all over the place. All right, I got a little bit of sports news for you. I bring this up. It is topical. It is not specifically like just a sports thing. It is somewhat topical. Hey, easy. Uh, it is somewhat topical, and that is a announcement that just came out today from the NFL and Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace is now the official casino sponsor of the NFL. This is going to give them rights to promote a lot of different things using the NFL brand, including the Super Bowl, among many, many, many other things. Uh, so, so keep an eye out for that. Here's the thing. Here's the reason I bring it up: is we heard, a, and, and depending how old you are, unless you're really young, there's been a time in your life where you've heard like sports gambling is terrible. We can't let this happen. It's illegal. You can't do that and all this other stuff. Well, what's happening now is the these professional leagues are realizing that they can make money off of the gambling. And, of, and on top of that, many states are making sports betting legal in their state. Uh, so because of that, what happens is all of these professional sports leagues and all these teams, whatever else, are realizing that they can make money off of it. So something that 10 years ago was horrible. That's faux pas. We can't have anything to do with sports gambling. You know, 10 years later, oh, we can make money off of this. Oh, sports gambling's okay. It's cool. It's good. It, it helps the game. Give me a break, NFL. Give me a break, NBA. They're all doing it. It's not just the NFL. NBA, the NBA already has like an official casino sponsor and everything else. Hockey probably never will, just because nobody, nobody cares about hockey that much as much as I do. I, I know Chris is on here. Chris loves him, loves himself some Bruins hockey, uh, but yeah, not gonna see a lot of that in hockey. Maybe you know, base, baseball. I don't know. I think it's basketball and football are big gambling uh, sports, in, in at least in this country. Uh, but it's the same. It's the same. Like I said, it's bad until they can make money off it. It's the same thing with all these white politicians and and these companies that used to be all high and mighty about uh, the legalization of marijuana. Marijuana is bad for you. Well, it's legal now. Oh, I can make money off of this. Let me throw a bunch of money at this company that is doing what I ten years ago said was absolutely horrible. Not even ten. With when it comes to ma medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, we're not talking ten years ago. We're talking a year ago. <laughs> like these are people that a year ago were like, that's horrible. That's a gateway drug. Oh, I can make money off it. No, this is great. We're going to invest. No, give me a break. I can't, the, hip, the hypocrisy is what drives me the most insane when it comes to anything like this, is the hypocrisy. I can't, I can't stand it. 
I can't stand it. Because if something's bad, it's bad. You know, that's what it is. Oh, oh speaking of if something's bad, I'm going to get into a little bit of my Twitter, Twitter feud that was happening here earlier. Conveniently, my good friend Easy just uh, jumped on the, the feed here, and I'm going to talk about an area that he's familiar with. We were talking about it yesterday briefly, actually, uh, what I'm going to get into. But I do have something I want to get into before that, uh, and this would be our mental health section. I don't have a ton of stuff this week, but I do want to talk about kind of the holidays. And I teased this, not teased, teased is definitely the wrong word. I talked about this on our, our Christmas special uh, because, as you know, at Go Tell Us The Wall podcast, we're huge proponents of mental health and mental health awareness and mental illness uh, and really removing the stigma around anything having to do with mental illness. Uh, and personally, I had a rough holidays. I, I just, I did. Uh, now, it was fantastic seeing my daughter open presents. I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I, of course, love seeing friends and family. But I just, in general, had a very, very rough holidays. And I bring this up because I want to make sure if you had a rough holidays as well, you're not beating yourself up about it. Now, I, I'm beating myself up about it. I, I am. It's, it's what I do. I mean, I, I, I beat myself up about everything. It's, I have a weird interaction with someone and I, I beat myself up that I was mean or that, you know, whatever it might be. And so, but it's okay. I bring it up, like I said, because you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. Especially if you're someone that suffers from a somewhat debilitating mental illness as myself, you know, or even much, I mean, I talk about how debilitating mine can be at times. There's people out there much, 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 much worse what they have to deal with compared to what I have to deal with. There's people much, 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 much easier things to deal with. I don't, and easier is not the right word, but you get where I'm going uh, as far as that goes. But it doesn't make that any less important. It doesn't make just because there are people suffering a lot worse than I am doesn't make what I'm going through any less important. And make sure you're keeping that in mind. Uh, and one of the tricks is 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 always 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 have someone to confide in. Uh, that's where my wife really really is a strength for me. Is that someone someone to confide in uh, is is my wife. And and finding someone that that really can at least start to understand and, and have compassion for you. Not to say that other people around me don't have compassion, but my wife has a very much a, a, a better understanding than anyone else out there. So when I do stupid things or I, you know, I need, I just, I just leave a situation because I'm so overwhelmed. She understands why. And if you have a proponent like that, you have someone on your side and it's not, not to say again, not to say everyone else isn't on your side. But if you have someone that has a better understanding that you can fight in a little bit more that you're being open with, that's going to help you a lot. Especially at times like this, like the, like the holidays. We're just coming out of it. it like, that can be a grind. I was watching that, the Bill Burr show, uh, F is for Family, and it was so fun. Like, I was laughing uh, a couple weeks ago, but it also just hit me. And it, like, his son was like, oh, but it's something about Christmas, and Christmas is great. And, and the Bill Burr character is like, Christmas is great when you're a kid. When you're an adult, it, it breaks you. And it's like, yeah, and yeah, there's, there's some truth to that. There's definitely some truth to that. Uh, so keep that in mind as well. You're not the only one. It's it's okay to have rough holidays. Don't beat yourself up over the fact, uh, after the fact. That's not going to do anybody any good. It's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do your friends any good. It's not going to do your family any good. All right, another thing I want to talk about. I, I, this is, I, I thought, and we're, you know, we're going to talk about this for a little while because I actually uh, just received contact information uh, for for one, the, the PIO, the Public Information Officer for the Glendale PD. Uh, so I'm actually going to be uncovering more and more of this. We actually we had an an officer involved shooting at a shopping center in Eagle Rock, California, here, which is right next to where I live in Highland Park, California. It's all within Los Angeles, California. 
Uh, and it's actually, there's a Target in there and a Macy's. I frequent that area with my daughter. I go to the Target there. I go to the Macy's. There's a couple, there's a Seafood City in there if you're familiar with Seafood City. Uh, mostly I'm going to Target and Macy's. I hit Seafood City once in a while. Uh, there's like a food court and stuff. Plenty, tons of people, families, all kinds of, you know, it's a it's a main shopping center here in Eagle Rock. Um, and yesterday there was often involved shooting. So, of course, I'm looking through social platforms and I see this and I'm going, oh, my God. I literally could have been walking out of Target with my daughter where this shooting, this officer-involved shooting, occurred. And we go to find out that it was a robbery suspect. Uh, and after the fact, I'm, I've been, this happened yesterday, I've been getting more and more information. In fact, that's part of the Twitter feud I got in uh, into today. Which I'll get into a little bit more of that. I wouldn't even call it a Twitter feud, but just a back and forth. Um, gosh, where was I with that? And, and so we go to find out today... The burglary suspect had attempted to steal a cell phone. And so the police showed up, and as the suspect was running away, running away from the police, they opened fire on him with people all over the fucking place at this fucking shopping center. Opened fire. No reason for that. Robbery suspect running away, not armed. You want to know the kicker on it? The police actually ended up apprehending him at his house. A short police chase occurred. They apprehended him at his house. Didn't even arrest the suspect. It wasn't even an arrestable offense. Yet, they opened fire on him. Well, Wall fans, Common Sensors, podcast consumers, I could have been walking out of that Target store with my daughter. Because of the stupidity and recklessness of the Glendale Police Department, people could have died. I could have not been talking to you right now. In fact, I almost went to Target yesterday. I needed to get some things. Instead, I didn't have enough time, and I only went to Sprouts to pick up some other things. And Sprouts is right near the Target. And that's the ridiculousness of this. And that's why I put it here in mental health. Because, honestly, if I'm being honest with all of you, I've probably got at least a year until I set foot in another Target again. Not only that Target, but any other Target. And I'm not saying that's okay. But these are the kind of fears that, that people with mental health issues deal with. In fact, if you, if you live in Southern California, you remember the Trader Joe's incident that happened a few months ago, less than a year ago in Silver Lake. I haven't been to a Trader Joe's since. Haven't gone. I had nightmares about it. I had nightmares about the potential of me being in Trader Joe's alone with my two-year-old. At the time, was younger than two, but you get what I'm saying. And last night I had nightmares about walking out of Target with my two-year-old and because of some reckless police officers from Glendale Police Department, I could have been dead while just shopping, picking up some paper towels, Target. Think about that. And moving on from mental health, that's actually the Twitter feud I got into today uh, was because I had tweeted at Glendale PD who posted an update and, and honestly wasn't even ridiculous about it. I was just like, I would like to understand why shots were fired in a very public place where there are very, very many families. In fact, in the shopping center, uh, they do a pumpkin patch that I've been to with my daughter, and they do a, a Christmas tree farm. What, what do you call it? Christmas tree thing where they sell Christmas trees. I haven't been to the Christmas tree thing. I, we do a fake tree. Real tree. I don't want to say real trees are for suckers. Real trees are too much work for what I want to deal with. They're just genuinely too much work for what I want to deal with. And so Twitter, I, and I said, why, why were shots being fired around here? Was he armed? And honestly, here's the thing. If someone had said, dude was running around with a gun and the police had to shoot at him, totally get it. Totally get it. But as this stuff's coming out, um, we're seeing. 
Dude wasn't armed. Tried to steal a cell phone. I'm not saying that's right, but tried to steal a cell phone unsuccessfully. Police chase. They didn't arrest him. He didn't get he didn't get arrested. Somebody could have died for a situation where no one was even going to get arrested. And so I'm get I posted this on Twitter and people back and forth. Lots of people. Well, you don't know. A dead cop is useless. And here you I, I don't want to get into all the ridiculousness of this, but here's here's just a couple highlights. So somebody was giving me and someone was quoting penal codes and then someone else was defending it and, and kind of had my side on. it. I was like, oh, I like what this guy's saying. I go to click on his, his little Twitter profile, uh, his headline photo or whatever that is, the headline photo. I'm looking at him. Oh, look at it. It's out in the desert. Dude with a flamethrower. And a bunch of people with glowy bits on. And they're taking the flamethrower to an art piece. <laughs> so I went, oh, this is why we get along. You're a burner. And sure enough, the dude was a burner. But then on top of that, this other guy that was giving me a hard time. And at one point he said, do you even know about shootings? And he was referencing this. If, if, if you lived in uh, Southern California in the late 90s, he was referencing the situation that happened in North Hollywood. as bank robbery that went went just crazy. And police, it was a shootout in the middle of the street. This guy's like, do you even know? Do you even know anything about shootings? The police were outgunned. They had machine guns. So my avid listeners right now are like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Did he just say that? Do you know anything about shootings? And the law enforcement was outgunned? So I promptly told that son of a bitch to go ahead and Google Ben Grogan. And I'm not going to get into those details. If you've listened to the podcast, you know the Ben Grogan, who was my uncle and my godfather. Go ahead and Google that. Something that I've studied my entire life. Something I lived through as a young child. And I've studied ever since then. I know a thing or two about police shootings, my friend. That, of course, shut him up. <laughs> that, of course, shut him up. And then I was like, oh, I got to get in the studio. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we are with this. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm so sick of just errant police shootings. There, like there's you can't you can't possibly tell me in this situation that there was any reason to shoot at him. He's running away. He attempted to steal a cell phone, completely unarmed, not even arrested. Somebody could have died. Somebody could have died. Unacceptable. And I will be following this. I've actually got the contact information of the PIO. If you're unfamiliar with PIO, that's Public Information Officer. Uh, every fire department, police department, they have a, at least one PIO. That's the per- when, whenever you're, especially in California, if you're watching them talk about the wildfires, and there's a firefighter out there, uh, you usually see a PIO on his or her uh, fire hat or whatever. And that, like, the, that's the, the PIO is the person that's giving that information. Like that is I, a lot of people used to, when I was younger, a lot of people were like, you should be a PIO because I, you know, hosted and everything. And I was like, yeah, I could probably do that, but I just never really looked into it. And that's, that's a PIO. And I've got his contact information. Uh, and I will be not harassing in a bad way, but I, I want answers on this and I want officers held accountable, period. We're going to, we're actually going to continue to talk about it as we get more information. So just look, for, like, look forward to that. I guess. I guess look forward to more ranting. Oh, man, I feel like I'm getting a little short on time, but I feel like we've got some time here too. You know, easy, easy knows what I'm talking about. That's what's funny is easy. And I were talking about this, uh, yes, briefly yesterday. And, and, uh, he doesn't, he, he lives in Texas, but has family here, uh, in, in the area. Uh, and was actually just at that shopping center. What, like a week ago? Easy, yeah. Like very recently. And it was like, holy crap. 
Uh, and if you also if you watch like TMZ and that kind of stuff, like a couple years ago, that's the that's the target that like J Lo or some some star went with her kids and tried to get hot dogs at the Target and Target didn't. It was a whole big yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get hot dogs from her kids. Ugh. All right, moving on to some tech. Oh no, no, no! I got one more thing before we get into some tech. This one I'm putting, and I'm uh, everybody that's on the live stream right now, just about everyone I know that's on the live that that I personally know on the live stream right now is actually parents. This is something I, I, I want to possibly circle back to this like next episode, uh, but it's something I've been. I don't want to say struggling with, but something I somewhat struggle with almost on a daily basis. And someone had posted, uh, no, we're following it easy. I got his contact info and we're going after him. Uh, accountability. And we're going to continue to talk about, I'm going to keep everyone updated. And that's this other burner friend that I have. Like, he's like, here's He's the one that got it for me. <laughs> here's contact info. Boom. Uh, but anyway, and it, it got fresh in my memory, this, this parenting thing, uh, because a friend had posted something about car seats. And how it, it it was, and I didn't read the whole thing, but how it was it, it was okay to tell parents uh, about car seats. And if you're not a parent, you you know it's very delicate's not the right word, but you you need things positioned in correct places, including the the buckles that are on uh, a child car seat. And a lot of people don't put that in the right spot. And it's this whole thing of like, do you tell them? Do you not tell them? Uh, and it's something I often somewhat struggle with. And especially for me, on an almost daily basis, I take my daughter to to the local park here, and I often see uh, parents go sliding down the slide with their young child, like in their lap. And we learned a long, 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 long time ago, before my kid was even born, that you shouldn't do that because there's danger of broken bones for your kid. And I see this at the park. I don't want to say I see it like all the time, but I see it quite often. And part of me is like, do I tell them? Like, I, I don't I don't want to be that parent that's like, you're doing that wrong, but I also, th- there has to be a balance between, like, I'm not sure if you're aware of this without kind of sounding condescending, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure you're, you're aware of this, but this is actually kind of dangerous, or just being like, you shouldn't do that, you know? Because for all I know, that parent has seen these things and like, man, I don't care. Same thing with the car seat. Yeah, it doesn't matter where the buckle is. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. So if you're out there listening, especially if you're a parent, uh, hit me up. Go to SeanOroarkLive.com, hit me on a message, or hit me. Uh, I, I do, like I said, people people maintain the Facebook page, but if something comes through specifically for me uh, or relevant to the show, then then that will actually get to me. So, so hit me up on one of the platforms. Let me know what you think, even or even if you're not a parent. Like, what would you think in that situation? For me personally, I could see both sides of it. Like, if someone was telling me, like, I would probably get a little defensive to start with, I guess, just being like, no, I know how to parent my kid. But there's that balance of like, oh, my God, I wasn't aware of that. Like, I just didn't know that. Like the seatbelt thing. I, I actually didn't know that until right after my kid was born. And then I was learning about the car seat. And my wife and I are going through it. And she said, oh, this needs to go here. And it's like, oh, OK, no problem. So I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Let me know what you all think about that. Uh, but that's just something, something to, I don't want to say we're going to constantly talk about it, but it's just that balance of like, when do you, when do you critique, when do you tell parents, you know, without coming off as critiquing them or, or something along those lines? I, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. No idea. All right, let's get into some tech. All right. We got about eight minutes left here. Oh boy. You can tell it's first show of the new year. Like I'm, I'm still recovering from the holidays as much as I had a rough holidays mentally. Uh, I definitely had a good, well, 
My liver also had a rough holidays. Let's just put it that way. I'll just leave you with that. Uh, all right. So we had some news, and this one kind of could have gone in social, but I just put it in tech because I, I don't care about the social aspect of it. Apparently, a lot of people got Apple AirPods for Christmas, and because of that, the, the social platforms went crazy, and people were making memes about, because if you weren't aware of this, AirPods, when they first hit the market, they cost $159. Uh, so people just assumed you had to be wealthy to have AirPods, and so there's all these memes about people saying, I'm rich, I have AirPods, or my 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 husband is rich and I'm poor because he's got AirPods and I don't, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so go look that up if you want. I don't really care. The thing that hit me is I was like, AirPods are $159? Okay, uh, yeah, that does seem expensive. Uh, but have y'all priced headphones? Everyone went out and started buying Beats like crazy a couple years ago. Beats will run you more than $159. You want some quality headphones... They're going to cost you some dough. That's just a fact of the matter. In fact, I have a set of Bluetooth earbuds. Uh, they're not ear, They're not these AirPods or whatever. I've had them a few years. And I, I feel like those things were like 80 bucks at least. And they have a cord between them. It's like to put on the back, you know, I got a set of those. Uh, not to mention the things that are currently on my head right now. This, if, if I could pay $159 for what I have on my head right now, I would have a backup pair. But for me to have a backup pair on these headphones, my wife would kill me. <laughs> I'm not saying you all need studio headphones. Uh, I mean, I have I have plenty of headphones. I have my night. I have a pair of because these these go in the studio <laughs> like these. They're not being used for like I don't sit and listen to music on these. Uh, but on the same note, I have a pair of nice Bluetooth like uh, Sennheiser headphones, and my wife actually bought them for me for Christmas. But I, I'm pretty sure those things cost at least $159. Is that the is that the buds though? Easy. See in Sam's Club, one hundred thirty nine dollars for Beats Bluetooth. That might yeah. So I guess that you're right. That would be similar. But I, I mean it's just it's still but you're still talking. He's saying one hundred thirty nine. You're still talking twenty dollars. I mean like there's other just as expensive headphones. That's the funny thing is. But to me you you start you think about it and you realize like oh because Apple, <laughs> like oh it's Apple, so that's like automatically. Yeah, okay. So because it's Apple, it's like automatically like, ooh, ah. The funny thing is, you know who owns Beats? Apple. <laughs> Apple owns Beats. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Oh, and Easy, you know you know that uh, Beats Bluetooth are 139 at Sam's Club because you bought some for your kids, don't you? <laughs> I know that's why he knows. <laughs> oh, Easy's kids got uh, Beats, Beats Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> Some of them for Christmas. <laughs> All right, uh, man, I, I don't know why I spent so much time on that. Let's just run through some of these. Uh, we got we got an announcement from GE. No, I'm I am so I'm like out of okay. No, gonna go. Let me let me just go off my notes here and not my computer here. Uh, Tesla charging stations. That's right. We're looking at some controversies with Tesla charging stations. Apparently, the trend right now. Uh, <laughs> They bought their own with the money that they got for Christmas. I, I know. Uh, the Tesla charging stations, there's a new trend going on right now where people who drive very, very, very large trucks are parking right in front of the charging stations and blocking Tesla's Tesla vehicles from going to the charging stations. And you might say, well, maybe they're parking there on accident. No, we've had multiple incidents of multiple trucks parking in front of these, these charging stations and then the people getting out and chanting F Tesla but using the full F-bomb word. Uh, 
F Tesla. Clearly being done on purpose. Uh, so be careful out there if you own a, te a Tesla. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny too, is they're all like super clean trucks. And I'm like, you're really, you're giving people a hard time about driving an electric vehicle and you're driving this ridiculous thing and your truck is so clean that clearly you have no use for a truck. You just think it's cool. You're compensating for something. Yeah, we all know. Uh, we had some news from GE and Google. Uh, GE is about to launch some new Google products. They'll probably be coming out the next month or so or around CES. Uh, new, new smart products, including full color lights, uh, which include light strips. Uh, as well as a GE light switch and motion sensors that will all be able to be controlled with your, your Google Home. These will be smart, smart devices. Uh, we had an actual legitimate leak of the Samsung Galaxy S10. Uh, it's not a great, great, great photo or image of it, but it is expected in a couple months, and it's so far the... The, the best image we've gotten of the Samsung Galaxy S10, and we are getting rumors that it is going to have the best battery of, like, any handset on the face of the earth right now. Uh, all right, a little more tech news. Apple had a ridiculous stock drop, has actually dropped 38% in the last 90 days. I had a huge drop uh, yesterday after there was an announcement from Tim Cook of poor iPhone sales. Uh, and then on top of that, we are realizing from Apple, Apple is realizing that people don't want to upgrade their iPhone every year. So I think Apple is going to be moving away from that. It absolutely makes sense. You don't need a new phone every year. You don't. I'm going on almost three years and my cell phone works just fine. Nothing wrong with it. Works just fine. I'm recording a live broadcast with it right now. You don't need a new iPhone every year. Stop wasting your money, you know. To help out a family that might doesn't you know that's not worried about having an iPhone because they can't even afford a like basic cell phone. Help some people out because you don't need a new fancy iPhone every year, or or earpods. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some common sense. This one could have gone in tech, but if you live in the Los Angeles area as of this morning, as of today, Los Angeles has an early warning app for earthquakes. If you live in the Los Angeles area. Right now, uh, download it, download it, download it. Easy, even you can download it because you got family here. Uh, really, if you have family in Los Angeles, you maybe you don't live in the Los Angeles area, but you have family, you can be notified uh, up to like 20, 30 seconds before an earthquake occurs. And now people that live in the Midwest with, with uh, tornadoes are like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, it's it, that's not much time, but that could make the difference uh, between me and, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, that Apple's got issues that they got to get through. <laughs> Chris is saying it's been bad since Jobs died. It, it, yeah, I think it has. Uh, I'm not an Apple fan myself, as you all know. Uh, but that 20 to 30 seconds warning that you can get could be the difference between life and death. Literally, I mean, that 20 seconds could be me. I, like I'm, I, I'm sitting by windows. I don't really have anything heavy, but that 20, 30 seconds could be me getting out of here. could be me getting my daughter um, out of a dangerous area, depending what's happening. Uh, so if you live in Los Angeles area, or like I said, even if you have family in the Los Angeles area, it might be good to have that way you know that they could be dealing with an, with an earthquake. You could know even earlier um, than, that, than the earthquake happening or getting the breaking news that there was an earthquake that hit Los Angeles. And uh, it's not going to take up space on your phone. You know you got enough space. Download the app. Be safe out there. Oh, man. Oh, man. The menace. Oh, we're running out of time. This one, just Google it. Google it. The Orange Menace had his first cabinet address of 2019. Reports are it was rambling and incoherent. 
Then to top it all off, he unveiled a poster. A Game of Thrones themed poster that said sanctions are coming and featured a photo of the Orange Menace himself. This is there's so many things wrong with this. Uh, sanctions are coming, and clearly he's been all about the wall lately. Uh, so no, I apparently he doesn't watch Game of Thrones because he is using a show where the wall actually. Oh, damn it! Spoiler alert! If you've been living under a rock, real quick spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. If you're not completely caught up, this isn't new stuff coming. This is the last season. Spoiler alert. Uh, you shouldn't use a show to promote a wall where in the show the wall clearly doesn't work. Then on top of that, you're the president of the motherfucking United States of America. Why are you busting out essentially a printed out meme in the middle of your cabinet meeting? I can't do it anymore. I I'm done. I like it's just this is ridiculousness. This is like millennials are doing this. Dude's in his 70s. Really, it goes for everybody. Like, everyone needs to calm down on, on the social... Like, we government policy shouldn't be discussed over social platforms. I don't care. I love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but she needs to tone it down a little on social platforms. I realize what she's trying to do, but everyone needs to tone it down a little on social platforms. You don't discuss business... Like, nobody's discussing their business on social platforms with other people publicly. No. And granted, I understand the government is public. We are paying them. That's why we have C-SPAN. That's where you want to watch that. Go do that. That's where it should be done. You shouldn't be negotiating with people over Twitter. That's ridiculous. I don't care what industry you're in. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You have Twitter feuds on Twitter like I do. That's what you do. <laughs> like I do. I rarely do. Usually my Twitter feuds are not important things. It's more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's my Twitter feuds on Twitter uh, or Facebook feuds or whatever else. Uh, speaking of entitledness, I'm going to leave you with this. We had reports. Uh, there was a mother in, oh gosh, I don't even know exactly where this was, but she went viral because she had a toddler walking around a mall, had asked some people with service animals if her toddler could pet the service animals. Uh, hi, Jessica. What's your question? I'm just now seeing your thing. Jessica McCombs. If you have a question, hit me up. We are getting toward the end, but we're not going away just yet. Uh, where was I here? Uh, so the service, they, of course, informed her that her toddler could not uh, pet the service animals because if you're familiar with service animals, they, you, they can't be petted. The woman walked away with her toddler but then came back a few minutes later and started berating the people for not letting her toddler pet the service animals. This is, of course, causing even more problems for the service animals who don't need some woman and a toddler yelling at their handlers. This is the sense of entitlement that goes on in this country quite often. Quite often. And, of course, uh, we have to deal with it quite often, as we did. And she's been definitely shamed a bit since then, so it's okay. Uh, we are running out of time. Uh, Jessica McCombs, we will be on the live feed for a few more minutes. If you do have a question and you're seeing this, I know everything's catching up on there. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm checking out these as much as possible. Hopefully it's a good question. Hopefully you're not going to question why I'm so terrible at this, but that's okay. Uh, again, no official episode next week. There will be some interstitial coming out, interstitial stuff coming out, and look forward to some more announcements coming soon as far as new content that is coming your way in 2019. Uh, I'm not going to say it because I said I wouldn't, but... I'm happy to have you all back 
for 2019. I hope we continue to grow as we definitely will. I hope we continue to gain more listeners uh, and I hope we continue, continue, continue to spread that common sense. And I appreciate you all being here. Remember, follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod and at Magic Muppet. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GoTellToTheWall. Like our page. Stay up to date on everything. We are on YouTube, of course, because who isn't on YouTube? Head on over to YouTube. Search GoTellToTheWall uh, and subscribe to our page. Like our videos. That's where you're going to get all the Go Tell to the Brewery videos, among many, many, many others and clips from the show. That's where if you only listen to the podcast and don't catch the live feeds while they are happening live, uh, all of the live feeds do get posted to YouTube. So if you're interested, that would be the place to do it. And of course, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned, in addition to uh, exclusive content you're not going to find anywhere else would be www.seanoroarklive.com. Again, seanoroarklive.com. Bookmark it. Check back often. That's going to be your one-stop shop for everything, and we'll tell you, take you to all of those things I just mentioned as well as our Patreon page. All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, and social media world. This has been episode 81 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And as you embark on 2019, Wall fans, remember, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.